are today going to go to the book of Psalms where we're going to start and probably where we're going to end up. Uh, but we're going to start in Psalms 34, please. Psalms 34, and I forgot my glasses. How did I do that? My glasses laying down there? Well, okay, this is going to be dangerous then. Uh, somebody went to go get them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Psalms and 34 and verse 8. Verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I know God's good and good all the time. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good and good all the time. It says here we're called to taste and to see that the Lord is good. The word here, taste and see. Oh, thank you so much. Hallelujah. Taste and see here refers to perceiving and experiencing it. Amen. We need to perceive and experience that God is good. Amen. I'll try this side. Hallelujah. You need to perceive, hallelujah, and experience that God is good. God is good. Praise God. Amen. And he's good all the time. Praise the Lord. Now, the last, uh, really a lot on this month, we've kind of been kind of going down this vein a little bit. Last week, especially, we talked about uh, going and telling all the great things that God has done, talking it, and not being afraid to share your faith and, and all that. And Amen. And so today maybe is going to be a little bit of a spinoff of that. We'll come back to Psalms 34 here in a few minutes. But let's go back to Philemon. Um, I believe that's how it's pronounced, Philemon or Philemon. Amen. Or Philemon. I don't know. But anyway, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, kind of an easy book, amen, one, one page basically, one chapter, and uh, we're going to go to verse 4 again, and I'm just going to kind of, this is something we shared last week, and I'm going to kind of spin off this today, amen, and we'll end up back in Psalms here before we're done. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor, smile real big and say, God is good. Hallelujah. Verse 4. Um, it says this, I, of course, this is Paul talking, uh, writing here. I thank my God, making mention of you always in my prayers, hearing of your love and faith, which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints, that the sharing of your faith, that's kind of where we focused in a little bit last week, the sharing of your faith may become effective, amen, by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So he's talking about sharing and acknowledging or recognizing, amen, all the good that's going on. Now, in a, in a world that we're in nowadays, there's so much negative going on. A lot of junk going on. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, stuff that uh, uh, we don't care for or, or, or excited about, amen. And I'm not here to try to focus on any of that. We don't, we don't uh, deny the existence of it. There's a lot of stuff out there that just needs to go. A lot of stuff out there just needs to kind of just be done. Come on, all right. So we're, we're not denying the existence of all this, but what he's saying here, he's bringing out here, uh, where, where, where uh, you know, the, the, the principle that we've kind of been bringing out is the fact that we've got to stay focused, even in the midst of a lot of negative things going on, you've got to stay focused and acknowledge or recognize the every good thing. Because there is a lot of good things going on. I said there's a lot of good things going on. Because God is good. And good all the time. 
Now, sometimes you might look out there, you might think the enemy's got a little bit of an upper hand here or there, but I know this, praise God, my God is good and good all the time. He isn't done, he's moving, he's working. There are things happening behind the scenes. I mean, the devil's about to get his block knocked off. Are you hearing me, somebody? Hallelujah. Give God praise, everybody. Come on. Hallelujah. Now, praise God. We're, we're going to talk some more about this. Uh, the Passion Translation says it this way, we, uh, that we may effectively deepen our understanding of every good thing that belongs to us in Christ. Amen. Uh, the Amplified, we can put that up on the board. I think I might have gave you that one. Uh, if you got it, the Amplified in this verse 7, or verse 6, I mean, it says this, Hallelujah. And I pray that the participation in and the sharing of your faith may produce and promote full recognition and appreciation and understanding and precise knowledge of every good thing. In other words, there ought to be a whole lot of increase going on here, praise God. That if we will, amen, continue to share it, it will spread, praise God. That's what it's talking about. That in our, uh, in our, in our identification with Christ Jesus and unto his glory, amen. How many know, amen, we, have, we find our identity in Christ, I said we find our identity in Christ. Amen. Not in what anybody else is. Our identity is not in our past. Our identity is not in our mistake. Our identity is, is really, if you really want to uh, get serious about it, your identity is in, in your new family, not your original family. Amen. Amen. Now, we're not down in your family. Amen. That's not what we're saying. But you know, you, you, when you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you came into a whole new kingdom. You came into a whole new family. You became now an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. And there's a lot of things that are at your disposal now, a lot of things that we would call benefits or blessings, amen, that are at your disposal as a child of God. Has anybody ever partaken of any of that? Amen. See, when you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, one of the first things that happened, of course, is you, you became now heaven-bound, praise God. You're no longer hell-bound. Now, you may not even have totally understood that at the time, and maybe as you uh, grow in the things of God, you may come to appreciate that more and more. I'm very grateful I'm no longer hell-bound. I can see I'm going to have to really work this today. Hallelujah. I'm grateful that I'm not hell-bound, praise God, but I'm heaven-bound. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm grateful I'm not held by my past. Some of you should really be rejoicing about that right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, praise the Lord. The uh, Weist translation of this verse is that they may become effective in the sphere of a full and perfect experiential knowledge of every good thing in us, amen, with a view to the glory of God. Another way of saying it, praise God, that all this good, amen, that's happening, if we will keep it in our forefront, if we will meditate, if we will keep recognizing the good, not only will it continue to increase in your own life, it begins to affect the lives of those around you. When I first came into the kingdom, I, in fact, uh, the first things uh, I heard, I had the privilege of going to some meetings. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of Andrew Walmack. 
And uh, uh, he came to Sioux City, Iowa, uh, to a church there. And uh, so all our friends in Sioux City and Nebraska area, we love you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But we went to some meetings. Uh, my aunt and uncle uh, got saved, recently got saved, and they were pretty turned on to Jesus. And they said they'd kind of, you know, get their, uh, their nephew to go with them. And uh, Trudy, I think, went with me because we were just dating at the time. And uh, so they wanted me to go to these meetings and uh, try to get this heathen saved. And uh, rightfully so. Uh, but anyway, um, so I go to these meetings, and I'm sitting in the back row because, you know, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and so sitting in the back row, and all of a sudden this man begins to share. He did a whole week on talking about the love of God and how good God is. That's what I broke my teeth on uh, hearing. Amen. It's how good God is and the love of God. Amen. Now, I did not give my heart to the Lord that week, but it was just shortly after that, uh, one day driving down the road after all these things I've been hearing, kind of meditating on these things, and all of a sudden, just one day, I said, well, Lord, if you can do anything with me, then so be it. I'm literally just driving in my car, and I asked him to come into my life. Amen. Obviously, it must have stuck. There's some still wondering, I guess, but, but uh, yeah, uh, it did stick, amen. I did make Jesus Lord of my life, amen. At the time of those meetings, I was here and taking all this in, and one of those things that I found out was God's not the author of all this junk going on. Because I was told, you know, because I actually went to Sunday school a little bit when I was younger, and I found out that God did everything, bad, good, ugly, God was behind it all. And so I couldn't ever figure that out. I couldn't put, I couldn't do the math. The math just didn't add up. I couldn't figure out why would anybody want to go to a God that's creating all this havoc and issues. But this man made it real clear. And um, I got... I enjoyed what I heard the first day. I came back the next day, and I came back the next day, and I came back the next day. I'm hearing something I'd never heard before. And I recognize the fact, the need of making Jesus Lord of your life and and the need of, of believing the truth that God is good and good all the time. And part of that truth is you have an enemy. There's an enemy. And I don't know if you know this, but this enemy does not like you. Even if you work for him, he don't like you. He's not really a good employer. Are you hearing me today? All right. He don't like anybody. Okay. Uh, Jesus says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and life more abundant. Amen. Now everybody say, God is good and good all the time. Praise the Lord. God is so good. Amen. Amen. The Phillips translation of this verse says, uh, they may be led into the knowledge of all good things that believing in Jesus Christ or what Jesus Christ means to you and me. Praise God. In other words, all this good and what it means, amen, that you can believe it, you can grab hold of it. Praise God. The living translation says it this way, that it may grip their lives too as they see the wealth of good things in you that come from Jesus Christ. So the point I'm trying to make with this here and what he's trying to tell Philemon here is the fact that, listen, you got to stay locked on to all that God is doing and all that God has done. Amen. And if you'll do that, not only will it continue to increase 
peace in your life, it'll affect and spread to those around you, praise God. So we have over the last couple of weeks been talking about the importance, amen, of sharing the good that God is doing, praise God. To not pull back or hold back, but to be quick to share about how good God is, amen. Hallelujah. We got nothing to be ashamed of. Now the world's trying to get you to feel that way. They point their finger at you and say this and say that. That's when you need to say, ah, shut up. <laughs> I've learned in the very beginning of this thing early on, when people come up and say, well, you offend me. Well, I, I, you offend me. I think anybody's that stupid. So we say, well, I had to kind of tone her down a little bit, obviously. Well, kind of did. The point is this, praise God. You got nothing to be ashamed of. You have a good God, a God that's with you, a God that's on your side. Amen. A God that still heals and delivers and sets captives free, praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, God is good. Oh, hallelujah, all the time. Amen. Romans 10, please. Romans 10. Hallelujah. Just taking, grabbing a couple of the verses we did last week to spin off here. Hallelujah. Verse 15. Kind of just grab a, a verse out of here. So how shall they, uh, 10, 15 of, of Romans here. And how shall they preach unless they are sent as it is written? Amen. Here we go. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach. Hallelujah. Proclaim. Talk about. Literally means to share. Amen. A lot of times you read this and you think it's just talking about uh, somebody that stands behind a pulpit or something. It, it, it deals with you and me. We all have something to declare, something to speak, something to say. Right? How shall they preach unless they're sent? Is it written? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach. Amen. The gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Everybody say good things. Now, you know, it says the preaching of the gospel, come on, which means good news. Did you know that the gospel's good news? It's not bad news. It's good news. Come on now. It's always good news. Amen. It's not bad news. Amen. It's good news. Amen. You're to bring glad tidings. Hallelujah. Right things. Good things. Amen. God is good. Listen, when somebody's coming up and says, I'm not feeling good, you say, well, praise the Lord. I know a good God. That's right. Well, I got this going on. I got this happening at home. Well, hey, praise the Lord. I know a good God. Hallelujah. Right. He still helps and delivers. Praise God. Now, I thought the reason it would be good to bring this verse back up, because it says, preach the gospel of peace. Now, if anybody's, you know, taking the time watching our midweek stuff that we put up, I hope you are. Amuse me, say you are. That was even super weak right there. Amen. But we're talking about the armor of God right now through our midweek stuff, everything we're putting online right now. And we talked about the shoes of peace and spent a little time with that. But the word peace in itself, okay, Irene. Okay, Irene, I think is how it's pronounced in the, in the, in the Greek. It's the same word we use in the Hebrew as shalom. Okay, it means peace or wholeness, completeness. It means everything in divine order. It means literally the driving back of all chaos. Are you hearing me? Bringing everything back to its original state, back to order, all right? But I thought this was interesting because one of the definitions of this word peace means everything that makes for man's highest good. 
everything that makes for man's highest good. Why? Because God is good. When we're talking about a message, we're talking about something to share. Amen. We're talking about the good news, the gospel of that which brings man's highest good on the scene. The word says Jesus was considered, praise God, the Prince of Peace who came preaching peace, who came uh, uh, walking peace, come on, who came proclaiming peace. Are you hearing me? Everywhere he went, amen, he spoke a good ne- uh, the good news of peace. What was that? Driving back chaos. Everywhere he went, he drove back chaos. Everywhere he went, he brought in man's highest good. Somebody says, uh, one time one of the disciples asked him, uh, you know, show us the Father. He says, show you the Father. He says, Have you, haven't you seen me? He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So in other words, the same thing I'm doing is what he's all about. Did Jesus ever come around putting in, making anybody sick? Did Jesus ever come around pulling the rug out from somebody? Maybe a Pharisee or two, but that's about it. Come on. Did he go around doing harm to anybody? Even when people turned their back on him, even when people denied him, even when people walked away, the word is very clear. He was always about doing good. In fact, go to the book of Acts, chapter 10, please. Are you doing okay? Am I boring you? I don't want to bore you now. Acts 10, verse 38 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing what? Doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Talking about with Jesus, right? So who's the oppressor here? The devil. Okay, who's the healer? Okay, who's the one that does good? So by this, I would say that the one that does bad would probably be the devil. Come on, right? Now listen, uh, several, I don't know, several months back, I was doing a series on um, online with the, uh, about the simplicity that's in Christ. And just the certain simplistic things, certain things are just simple. It's It's just simple, basic doctrine, amen, and, and, and part of that simplicity is just the fact that God is always good. The devil is always bad. If you will just get a revelation of that alone, you, you'd wipe out most of your questions. If you understand who the enemy is and what he's trying to do, that's a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So what do you do with that? Well, you take the power from a good God, the anointing from a good God, and you put your resistance against the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You stand your ground, and you get a victory, praise God. God is good. Well, right now this thing that happened to me isn't good. Well, then we know the author of it. The book of James. Let's go to James. James 1, please. Just settling some things here. Somebody says, are you still going back to Psalms? Yep. 
just taking a little longer than I thought. James 1. All right. Sometimes you just got to settle some things, right? Verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. He is always good. I said he's always good. Somebody said, well, Pastor, I don't know why you're you're dealing with this. Because there are a lot of people out there that still think a lot of the junk going on is coming from God. Now, if you think God's the one doing it, now go to God to get delivered from it. See, you can't go to God and get delivered from it when deep down in your own heart you think he's the one causing it. It's just a thought I'm having. It's hard to release faith for a victory when you think that the thing that you're staring at was originated from him. But when you understand it's an enemy that comes to bring evil and bad, all right, and it's God whom there's no variation or shadow of turning, he is never going to change. Come on. And Jesus, as I said, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And the scriptures are clear. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He didn't get to heaven and then change his mind. He's still the healer. He's still the deliverer. He's still the provider. He's still the master of breakthroughs. He's still the one that can pull you out of any mess you're in right now, praise God. He's still the one that will deliver you from your past or your mistake or your issue or whatever it is you're going through. He's still the one that can save your marriage, save your kid, save your relatives. Come on, somebody. He's still the one. Hallelujah. Are you glad you came out on a Sunday morning? All right, all right, all right, all right. Praise God. Go with me to Matthew 7. Jesus in context, talking about asking, seeking, and knocking. And he says this in verse 11. He says, if you then, being evil, now it's not that he's saying you're all evil. He's just saying, listen, you're just, you know, you're just a, An individual on planet earth, he says here, you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So, now I don't know. Maybe, I guess there could be a few really wicked dads out there. I don't know. Maybe, I guess. I guess there's some. But I've even found that a lot of guys that maybe kind of might be ornery, and I'm not, don't raise hands. Um. You know, they could be ornery, but they still, everything about them is still to do good for their kids. Now, granted, I know there's a few exceptions out there. I understand that. Okay. But for the most part, most parents, they love their kids no matter if they do anything they could for their kids. That's what he's trying to say here. He says, even though, you know, you and your state and where you're at, you would try to do anything you could to, to bless your kids. If your kids ever came up and asked and says, Dad or Mom, could you... Help me with this. For the most part, you're probably going to, you know, say, whatever we can do here. Let's try to make it work. He says, listen, if if you know enough to do that, how much more your Father who's in heaven give good things to those that ask you? He's just trying again to let it be known he's always good. 
Somebody says, well, I just don't understand why you waste so much time. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Go to chapter 12 here. I don't know if I gave you that back there, but write down chapter 12 back there. Put it up on the board, chapter 12, verse 22. Put that up. I didn't think I was going to go here, but I did. Okay, so chapter Matthew 12 and 22. It says, Then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him, so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw. Now, I mean, that's a pretty cool thing. I mean, that's probably going to get your attention. Right? I mean, if you've been around some of this, and we have, some of us have been around some of this, it's still, no matter what, even when this kind of thing happens, it's like, woo! Hallelujah! Now, that's what I'm talking about. Right? So, he got healed. So, Jesus healed him so that the blind and the mute man both spoke and saw. Amen. He didn't just do one or the other. He did he, he, the full meal deal. Look at your neighbor and say, I can use a full meal deal. And I'm not talking about French fries. Anyway, <laughs> verse 23. But look at this. And all the multitudes were amazed, right? Well, they should be, right? And said, could this be the son of David? Could this be the Messiah? This, this must, I mean, my goodness, this is amazing. Well, of course, you got Pharisees because now they look bad for something. They feel they look bad or whatever. You think they'd just jump on board and go, hey, I'm with this guy. But they, they didn't, right? Now, when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Huh? So I'd say they didn't get it. Anybody with me? Now, God is good and good all the time. And you'd think that even, especially somebody that, that proclaims they, they know God, should at least have an understanding of the fact that when something like this happens, it obviously isn't the devil. Now, the reason I feel it's worthy of bringing it out because people still get confused about these things. God is good. Every good gift, hallelujah, comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variation nor shadow of turning. He's good and good all the time. Look at your neighbor and say, God's good all the time. Hallelujah. Now, the devil's bad all the time. Now, he manipulates and deceives, and sometimes, you know, he has a little hint of something to try to get you hook, line, and sinker. But when the end is all done, you can tell, amen, this is not from God, this is from the enemy. Which then tells you now, amen, you need to resist this and not give, give uh, heed to it. Listen, this whole COVID mess is just that, a mess. And whether it was man-made or not, Okay, I have my own opinions, and I'm sure they're right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, it doesn't matter. All I know is this, okay, it has to bow the knee. Amen to my God. To the Word of God. Amen. The Spirit of God. The Hallelujah. The, uh, the authority that I walk in in God. Amen. So... Amen. So as far as I'm concerned, over this household, over my family, over this house, as far as the church house, amen, I have some authority and some, some uh, dominion, in a sense, because of who I am. I have authority over my house, and I have some authority over this house. Now, I can't control your house, but you come in here, 
we have, you know, we have a little bit of some authority. Not to dictate or dominate or anything, but, but, but the point being is this, that we can, put, we can speak a covering over you. So get to the house, stay in the house, stay under the covering. Amen. Now, you should do the same thing in your own house. Amen. Stand, amen. Don't let the, you know, just take authority over this kind of mess. They start talking all this stuff. You don't just say, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Now, I'm not trying to pick on nobody. That's not my point. My point is this, okay. God is good and good all the time. Stay connected. Stand your ground. Don't let the enemy come in. Am I here? Are you hearing me? Listen, we're not denying what's going on out there. God is good. All the time. Now let's go to Psalms. Let's try Psalms 145. Are you with me? Psalms 145. How about if we just make up some ground here a little bit, all right? Verse 9, please. Psalms 145, verse 9. The Lord is good to all. Look at your neighbor and say, even you. Well, you know, it's worthy of saying that. I'm not just trying to be funny, all right? it's, It's just truth because some people think, you know, and Trudy even kind of mentioned that today uh, during the uh, time here when she was praying, amen, that sometimes, you know, uh, guilt and condemnation try to get on you and because of something maybe you did or said or a mistake or whatever or your past. And so what happens is you, we have a tendency then to, to somehow not accept the fact that God's going to be good to us. We're worthy of, of God's goodness because, amen, Jesus paid a price for that. Now, we're not, we're not condoning sin or mistakes or uh, not making excuses for it or, uh, you know, or uh, somehow, you know, condoning any of this uh, mess out there. We're just saying, listen, somewhere along the line, you've got to be okay to say, Lord, uh, regardless of my condition, you're good to all, I receive it. The Word says it's the goodness of God that leads one to repentance. That means a stop, change, a change of thought, a change of direction. So receiving the goodness of God, amen, many times is a thing that will change and turn things for you. In fact, uh, Isaiah brings out, I believe it's like Isaiah, I want to say Isaiah 51, I believe it is. Amen. And it, and it says that the, uh, in, in prophesying about, about days like now, it says that in Zion, talking about in the church then, they're going to stream to the goodness of God. And later on in that same text, it goes on to say, and they shall be satisfied by the goodness of God. See, goodness, the good, good of God is a good thing. Okay. Thanks for all that enthusiasm. Let's try this again. Verse 9, the Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are all are over all his works. Praise the Lord. That's Hasid, by the way. Amen. Psalms 136. Let's back up a little. Let's look at another one here. Are you doing okay? Verse 1. Psalms 136.1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures 
forever. You know, it says that 26 times just in that one psalm alone. I think you're trying to make a point. Look at your neighbor and say, receive the goodness. Amen. Psalms 86. Let's look at another one here. Psalms 86. Hallelujah. Psalms 86, verse 5, please. It says, for you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in mercy uh, and abundant in mercy to all those who call upon you. Well, somebody says, well, is that true? Well, call on him. Hallelujah. Find out. Amen. Hallelujah. God is a good God. I said God is good. I said God is good. Psalms 85. Hallelujah. Verse uh, 12, please. Are you bored? All right. It says, yes, the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Amen. So that's a good thing. So that means there's profit, there's increase coming your way. Why? Because God is good. Psalms 119, I guess I'll maybe go back a couple. Let's look at this again. Psalms 119, verse 68, please. All right, all right. It says, you are good and do good. Teach me your statutes or teach me about this. Amen. Let me, I want to get a hold of this. Amen. You are good and do good. Not only is he good, he does good. Well, that's good, right? Psalms 143 again. I guess I could have got that one earlier there. Psalms 143. Hallelujah. Verse 10. Hallelujah. Teach me to do good. Or teach me to, pardon me. Teach me to do your will. There we go. For you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. You ever notice how goodness is, is is in the picture here? All right, now, with all that said, okay, Psalms 34 now. Now let's get back to it. Psalms 34. Taste and see, verse 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Perceive it and experience it. So what's, what's happening today? Well, we're trying to help you perceive and hopefully experience that God is good. Amen. And it does start with perceiving this. You need to come to a revelation inside of the fact. Be able to see this for yourself, that God is good. Sometimes we hold ourselves back because somewhere, because of whatever, maybe mistake made or somebody said something. or You know, you are not what anybody else says about you. You are what he says about you. Come on, right? You are not your history. You are not your past. You are not your mistake. You are not your shortcoming. You are who God says you are. Amen. And the quicker you grab hold of that, and and see, that's a part of your identity, as we found in one of those earlier verses. It's a part of your identity. So what happens is you begin to grab hold of that. I belong to a family. Amen. A good God. Amen. Part of a, a family of God, of a higher realm, a higher kingdom. Praise God. I'm not held by anything in this natural realm. Now, we don't deny the existence of it. And while I'm on planet Earth, I understand there are certain principles and certain things, amen, of how to live and conduct life and walk and all that, and and maybe not even have necessarily done it all perfect. But 
If I keep moving forward and staying connected to the good God who's good all the time, amen, and resist the bad enemy who's always bad all the time, amen, it won't be long, and I'll be walking in a whole lot more good than bad. And really, this is, this is what it's about. So he says here, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you as saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young, lions, uh, the, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord, who is the man who desires life and loves many days, that he may see what? Good, right? You want to see good? Come on, right? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Now, I just thought it would be worthy to read those because I feel like in my heart that if you kind of just look at this little bit of text right here, it gives you little keys, okay, to keep the goodness of God stirring in your life, to walk and perceive it and to experience it more. Amen. Because the goodness of God is, ava- the goodness of God is available for you and me. All that God does, all that God is, is available. Amen. And the enemy is going to do everything he can to somehow you knock you off that, somehow you make you feel you're not worthy of it, or somehow get you to think it ain't never going to happen for you. Well, Pastor, you just don't know. I've been saved a lot of years, and I've had, oh, this is what always happens to me. Well, let's change that. Let's get you experiencing good. So if you go back up there to verse, was it verse 8? Amen. Oh, taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who what? Trust. Let's just look at a few of these, okay, real quick. Okay, trust. There's a word that came up earlier again. Amen. What does it mean to trust? Amen. To have faith in, to have confidence in, to have, uh, you know, a sense of uh, uh, security and protection to, uh, to uh, depend upon, to, amen, to have uh, reliance upon. Amen. It's really what it is. The word trust in the old covenant is really the is pretty much like the word faith in the new covenant. They're pretty much about the same. Okay, so he's talking about here putting some trust in Him. So in other words, put your confidence in Him. Well, Pastor, you just don't understand. That's easier said than done. Now, listen, I'm not saying that it's it's always super uh, easy, but I am telling you, it is super simple. Because our head always wars with us. Why? Because you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own pea brain. Right? Because our head always tries to tell us we're not worthy of it, or it's not for us, or God, you know, it, it would be great if I, was, if I was better or better further along in my walk or, or whatever. We got all kinds of other things. Or somebody told me I'm not, uh, you know, I, I don't have it coming to me. You know, I've blown it so many times. Whatever, there could be all kinds of things. He says, listen, wouldn't it just be simpler just to say, Lord, I'm, I'm going to put my trust in you. I lean on your goodness. Regardless of what's happened. And again, don't you walk out of saying pastors excusing sin or mistakes or justifying it or somehow, uh, you know, we're not. That's not what we're about. I've found that the quickest way to get free from all that mess is to trust in him. Amen. Lean on a good God. Amen. 
You will lean on a good God. I guarantee you, your God will direct you and lead you. Amen. And I guarantee you, it won't be long. And you'll get freer and freer and freer and freer. When I first came into the kingdom, I, 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 you know, I, I had a lot of issues. Yes, I did. And um, when I first got saved, I assumed you probably shouldn't do dope. Probably shouldn't do drugs. So I realized probably when I got, came to the Lord, I probably shouldn't do, shouldn't do drugs. That, that kind of seemed probably right. But hey, you can still drink. Still chew. Still cuss. So that's, that's all right. You know, three out of four ain't bad. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Somebody said, well, you know, you're not supposed to do those things either. Well, you know, at the time, I just, you know, you're just moving forward, and, and you don't know all these things. And uh, I have found you could tell somebody all day long, stop doing this, stop doing that, stop doing this, stop doing that, stop doing this. And they may stop, but if there isn't a true change in here, then pretty soon what happens is they slip and they go back and they do it, and then here comes the guilt, the condemnation, the shame, and the enemy's got you on the other side. Now, I'm not, don't you walk out here saying, Pastor, it's okay to do all these things, I guess. <laughs> That's not what we're about. It, it, but it comes down to this. If you keep moving toward God, if you'll just trust in Him and move toward a good God, pretty soon, all of a sudden, you walk free from this, and you walk free from that. Pretty soon, all of a sudden, you recognize, you know, I don't want to do that anymore. Or you might say, Lord, I want to be done with this, whatever. And all of a sudden, a good God manifests himself, praise God, and you walk free and delivered. And now there's a true repentance, amen, and not just some, you know, some superficial type thing, some phony facade. Instead, there's a real deal in here where there's now a change of heart, a change of mind, and a change of direction. And now you can walk free. I lost a lot of you right there. <sighs> listen, we're not condoning things. We're just saying, listen, the quickest way to walk free from anything, amen, is to start moving toward him. Trust in him. We better get to another verse. Verse 9, real quick. Verse 9, what do we got here? Uh, oh, fear the Lord. How about the fear of the Lord? Right? Fear the Lord, you as saints, there is no want to those who fear him. So what is the fear of the Lord? Well, that means a reverence or respect, but bottom line, it just means literally a yielding unto. The fear of the Lord isn't, you don't, you know, isn't somebody that just says they fear God or I love God, so I must be in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is, is, de is determined by uh, following when spoken to or followed when led. I mean, you spend the time, you go through like Proverbs, and I'm, like I said, this is probably a full-blown message in itself, but uh, Proverbs 1 especially is really good about this, and it shows you and realize, or reveals to you that if you're going to walk in the fear of the Lord, the only way you can really say there's the fear of the Lord is if you're willing to go ahead and follow when He leads, okay? Otherwise, you, you, there's no real respect there or no real, uh, come on now. Somebody say, well, I respect you, but you don't follow a darn thing I say. So, well, well you, you don't respect me. Right? So the fear of the Lord is talking about that. So, so to me, it's just another one of those things that, you know, if, if you love God, then, then love God. If you fear the Lord, then let's, amen, let's, let's follow when God begins to talk to you and lead. 
It's little things. And God, I found out, never, never says, go ye to Timbuktu. Somebody said, if I go to God, I know he's going to tell me to go to Timbuktu, wherever that is. No, I found that God just says this. Put a smile on your face, will you? Amen. Be kind to that individual or something. Or, you know, it's amazing. Usually it's just, it's just small steps that God walks you through. And sometimes just following in those small steps is enough to show that you have the respect of God, the fear of God. Amen. You know, you think about, you know, one of the first times the fear of the Lord is mentioned in the scriptures in, in, uh, um, in Genesis when uh, Abraham was willing to offer up his son. Now that's, you know, that's kind of getting in, you know, come on somebody. I mean, that's pretty serious business. Come on now. And, and so what happened was he was willing to do that because he, the words, you know, was very clear that he saw his son raised up out of the ashes. So he was willing to do it. He thought, I'm going to see me one heck of a miracle here because he knew he was the promised child. And I know there's a lot being said right there. But the bottom line is this, okay, the fear of the Lord was based on the fact that he was willing to whatever God was asking of him. Now, of course, you know as well as I do, God wasn't asking him to kill his kid. Come on. And as soon as he kind of raised up that knife, he said, whoa, stop. I got a sacrifice for you. Amen. So praise the Lord. Some of you are thinking, well, you know, no, no. Anyway, the point is that the fear of the Lord, amen, that's what that is. Let's move on just real quick. Amen. I said quick, and then look at them dilly-dallying, ain't it? Hallelujah. It goes on to say, there is no want to those who fear him. Verse 10, the young lion lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Everybody say seek. Okay, so God's asking you to seek. Okay, okay, so you just take some time. Uh, the word refers to seeking out or diligently seeking, but it means to, uh, to um, an inward movement to align oneself. And all that means is you're just willing to look and let God show you things. Okay, that's why you seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things, and all these other things will be added to you. Why? Because you're willing to seek God and his kingdom. You seek him. You go after him. You align yourself with him. And when you do that, all of a sudden, all this other stuff starts working. Everybody say, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. Okay. Well, a lot said there. But anyway, next verse. Let's look at this uh, uh, verse 11. Come, uh, you children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Of course, uh, I, I thought this was worthy of bringing up. Everybody say, listen. Amen. Literally just means hearken. In fact, your old King James might even use the word hearken there. But it means listen to it with intent to follow. It's kind of saying the same thing, but it literally means to give attention to something intelligently and intently. So in other words, be willing to let God talk to you. I said be willing to let God talk to you. I mean, it's just little things. You may say, well, I'm not in that place yet. Well, just keep moving forward and you'll come. It comes. All right. Let's go a little further down here. Who is the man who desires life? I'm in verse 12. And loves many days uh, that he may see good. Amen. Hallelujah. Keep your tongue. Here, here it is. If you want to see good, uh, I thought this is worthy. Better bring this out. You got to at least kind of keep your mouth going right. Do what you best to kind of talk life and not death. Talk good, not evil. Come on, somebody. And I'm not just talking about cussing. I'm not condoning cussing either, but I'm just saying and here he's talking about speaking, speaking, you know, just don't give your mouth over to all this. In other words, all this stuff's going on and happening, and, and you want a good God to manifest himself on your behalf. Well, it's hard for that to manifest if all you're ever talking is the junk. I know every one of these are full-blown sermons. 
I know that. I know that. Okay? But I want good to manifest on my behalf. Then I can't be talking about, you know, accepting all the evil and the junk and talking the junk all the time. I got to get my mouth working for me, not against me. Look at your neighbor and say, get it working for you. And your lips speak in deceit. Amen. I don't want to give in to any of that mess. Let's get down here. Last verse that we looked at today. Verse 14. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Now, all he's talking about in there is, you know, be, be okay with turning from evil. In other words, amen, you know, turning from evil and at the same time being willing to do good. So if you want more good, this is all we're talking about, just ways to get more good in your life. Okay? So good. Don't, don't yield to the evil. Don't yield to, the, to the, the bad. Yield to good. So good. Everybody say, sow a good, do good seed. A do good seed. Be willing to do good for people. And there's nothing wrong with that, nothing hard about that. Have you, have you got somebody you could help? Somebody you could be a blessing to? Somebody you can encourage? Somebody you can pray for? What are you doing? You're sowing it. You're sowing it. And do good. Seek peace. And pursue it, praise God. All right, a lot said there, amen. I'll let you go here, praise God. Why don't you stand up? Let me pray over you, praise the Lord. Did you get something today? Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash victory, or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.